We're going to turn to God's Word this morning. And today is Mother's Day. Um, you probably know that already. So we're going to preach, we're going to have a sermon from God's Word on Mother's Day. Now, as you know, I believe that sermons should not be just the preacher coming up with their own, with a message and then trying to find a few verses that support it to make it sound biblical. That's sadly what often happens today. But sermons should be God preaching through his word and the and the preacher is just explaining God's sermon. And as you know, that's how I believe it should be. Messages should be expository, which means you're you're expounding what God says. And it's um, so it's no good me thinking that um, some nice things to say about mothers um, and then throwing in a few verses to make it into a sermon is is what we need. Uh, the Bible doesn't have any explicit teaching on mothers in the same way as it does on subjects like salvation. So, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's not stories that involve mothers um, that come with some lessons. And uh, however, um, I decided uh, I decided to see how many stories that I could find that said something about being a mother and I actually found 16. I was quite surprised to find a few that I hadn't uh, didn't know about before. But although I'm going to use one of these stories today, my main focus is going to be on when God speaks of himself using mother language. And I'm going to start by talking about the God who sees you, and then the God who hears you, and then the God who cares for you. And my goal is that all of us would be able to take in God's maternal attention to us and care over us. So before I launch in, um, there was one of the stories that I read as I was going through stories of mothers that was new to me, and it was very touching. When Jesus went to the cross, uh, if you remember, he was unable to carry his cross, and they made a man called Simon of Cyrene to carry it. Cyrene is just a little bit further north in the Lebanon area. It looks like his family became Christians, and at some point uh, they took in Paul and cared for him. I was reading between the lines. Um, Paul went through some tough times uh, over the years, and he says something very wonderful at the end of Romans. He, Paul says, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord. Now, Rufus was the son of Simon and of Cyrene. He's a he's, uh, in that family. Also his mother, so that's Simon's wife, who has been a mother to me as well. Wow, this is amazing. What a significant role to have. Paul probably knew her well enough to know that she wouldn't want her name mentioned. It would embarrass her. But hey, she gets a mention there in the Bible. Can you, what a significant thing to do. This, this extraordinary apostle, and she has the opportunity of being a true mother to him. Amazing. 
So uh, let's move on then to my first point, which is the God who sees you. And I want to to base most of my story here today around the story of Hagar. And we're going to look at, in Genesis 16, about God seeing Hagar. Then Sarah dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her. Now, the angel of the Lord, uh, it, this is a reference to Jesus. Uh, we see later on that he, he this is actually God who finds her. So this is what we call a pre-incarnation manifestation of Jesus. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I'm fleeing from my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. In other words, go back and I've heard the problems that you're having. So she called the, the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. That's the name that she gave to God. You're a God of seeing or a God who sees. For she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore the well was called Beer, beer La Hai Roy, which means the well of the living one who sees me. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. So uh, this is this is an amazing incident where she feels really seen by God and so strongly that she names the place in that way. Those who, who study child development have observed how it's through attachment to the mother that the child receives a sense of its own identity. The mother says, you like that, don't you? And the, the child realizes, oh, I, I have these desires, I have these tastes. Oh, you're so sad. What is it? And the child has its emotions validated by the mother. It's, it's important. As the child feels seen, it develops an identity um, for, for being valued. Um, even pre-verbal children, uh, they, 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 being noticed and seen is critical. And if you're interested, Google um, the, the still face experiment and you'll see some amazing experiments just demonstrating pre-babies and how being seen by the mother is so critical in their development. As some of you know, I've been doing some psychotherapy training in the past, and I once saw uh, a video of a woman. Uh, she was um, she she was now uh, uh, quite a bit older, but um, when she was young and she had uh, a baby, she had a four month old baby. Her mother came to visit her, and her mother decided to stay in a hotel, and. Uh, 10 at 10 p.m. at night, she calls this woman and says, I need ice cream. Go and get me some ice cream. So little sense of seeing what her daughter, when I was a four month old baby, seeing what her needs are, totally 
totally unseeing, unsympathetic in this way. And uh, this, this had, uh, as an adult, she would care for everyone else, this woman, as she grew up. Um, but she didn't have a sense of herself being worthy of being cared for and being respected because she'd not received that from her mother. And uh, later on, when a mother figure came into her life, she was shocked at this, this mother figure, um, a true mother figure, was shocked at the way this woman was allowing herself to be treated. And when she saw this and spoke this into her and spoke in this deep seeing and standing up for her, it enabled the woman to transfer, to, to transform into ways she saw herself. When someone else, a mother figure, not a true mother, but a mother figure, saw her and just was able to see what she was going through and was able to see who she was, that enabled her to actually develop that sense of her own identity. So developing our identity is so, we so need God we need him to speak our identity into us, just as a mother speaks the identity of a child into them. Um, so God sees us every moment. God does not forget us. And there's a, a wonderful passage in Isaiah 49. Sing for joy, O heavens, and exult, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on the afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. My God has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Just amazing words, just wonderful words with God using mother language to describe to us the way that he, he sees us, that he's connected with us, he hasn't forsaken us. Um, this, is, this is the God who is using mother language to describe how he relates to us. Um, when I was, this is a story about how, how my mother could see me. When I was uh, very young, I developed tonsillitis. And in those days, they would take your tonsils out when you develop tonsillitis. And this was a hospital procedure that we'd be several days in hospital. Well, I had a little, little um, piece of furry cloth that um, I was my blankie. I was attached to it and I would carry it around. And it was like my comforter. And um, my mother was worried. She could she saw um, the problem that the hospital staff might take it away from me. And she knew that this would distress me. So what she did is she actually made a blanket from the same material and um, persuaded the hospital staff to put the blanket on the bed so that it, it couldn't be taken away from me and that I would be comforted. She knew, she saw, she knew what my needs were and she was there looking after me. So that then is uh, our first point, the God who sees you. And I want to move on now to 
the God who hears you. So seeing you is just being able to see, even before you say anything, what your needs are, where you are. Hearing you is when you actually cry, when you, you cry out to God. It's about him, him being listening to us. So a few years later, it, it was decided that Hagar would leave the family group and taking her son with her. And the God promises to Abraham that he was going to look after Sarah, look after Hagar. And here we have this story. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed wandering in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him, a good way off, about the distance of a bowshot. For she said, let me not look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. Wow, what a sad situation. And, the, and God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. So a very similar situation to the first one, but a number of years later. And uh, I don't know whether she'd forgotten the first one or uh, maybe this was just too a uh, desperate situation for her. But the key, the revelation that God is bringing us to in the story is the way he is listening, that he's attentive, he's hearing our cry. And it's it's so important with children um, that they get heard. Uh, when I was uh, when I was about five, when I I was I was going to school and we had school meals were available. But the first time I stayed to school for a school lunch, I was about five, and the first meal I had, it, the meat in the in the dish was was um, had a piece of gristle in it. And it was chewy and I was chewing it and I, I couldn't chew it enough to swallow it. And I was just stuck there and I was so full of shame that I wasn't eating it and, and I didn't want to put it out. I didn't want to. And I just started sobbing and the teachers didn't know what to do. They looked and they, they just didn't know what to do. And there I was sobbing. And in the end, they called my mother and my mother came and my mother could see what the problem was. She hooked this out of my, mouth. she looked after me and that was, that was, I was, I was heard. They called and I was heard and my mother came. And, uh, and, you know, um, I remember when our children were babies and they were, uh, Anne would be so attuned to their cry and, uh, she could hear when it was just a tiny little faint cry. She would be able to hear them. She was so highly attuned to their voice and, you know, mothers, mothers like that, they can hear the, 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 the voice of their baby. And God's saying, I'm like that. I can hear. I'm tuned. I'm attuned to your cry. It's just amazing. Um, there's a wonderful verse in 
uh, Psalm 34 that says something similar. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look on him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. So that was my that was my second of the three points. The first, God seeing us. The second, God hears us. And the third point is the God who cares for us. The God who cares for us. It's um, it's not directly using mother language, but there's a wonderful voice in a verse in one Peter five. Humble yourselves under his mighty hand by casting all your cares upon him. Now, that word casting, uh, literally, it can mean like throwing or loading all your cares on him because he cares for you. I just lo- love the idea of like loading your God up with all your cares. This is the God who, who just he says he cares for you. So give him your cares just put them on him load this father on you another psychotherapy training video that i saw there was a woman whose mother was never able to care for her because she had her own issues and her father died when she was very young and she'd learned to be totally self-reliant she was like steel she was so self-reliant but it carried a terrible toll on her relationships. Tragedy struck her, but she seemed to be doing okay, but clearly she wasn't doing okay. Underneath, she was in deep trouble. And the therapist speaking to her in the video said, would you, like, would you let me come into your pain and care for you? And the kind of, she like went through this recognition you're you're offering to care about me and then she just fell apart she'd never allowed anybody to really deeply care for her her experience was not of some people caring for her now she was able to to come back together and eventually to take in the care of the therapist and to actually learn a new way of relating to others that wasn't totally self-reliant and like steel. But this is, this is a, a, a tragic situation that we don't learn to take in care. And we have to learn to take in God's care. We have to learn that he cares for us because we're not going to load our cares on him unless we believe that he cares for us and if if any of these points are more important i would say that we're building up to something here god sees us he hears us and he cares for us because if he sees and hears us but doesn't care then of course that is no value at all but he's the god who cares for us. And the, the, the uh, 
The mother language that I have for this is in Isaiah 66. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I, who cause to bring forth, shut the womb, says your God? And the implication is no. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her. And as you know how imagery in the Bible works, we are, we are included in Jerusalem language because Jerusalem is a picture of God's people. And we are included in this language. A rejoice with her, with her in joy. Well, why is this? For thus says the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. What a wonderful picture, just like a mother comforting. Uh, one more story from me. I would often fall over as a child and, and graze my knee. And once I was running along on the sharp gravel and I went over, I was wearing shorts. I went over and my hands were all bleeding and my, and one of my knees was almost completely skinned. And I was just covered in blood and boiling, but it was my mother I wanted. And I went to her because I knew that she would clean me up. But not only should she clean me up, she'd be able to calm me down and comfort her and I would feel safe and I would feel looked after. And so do we believe that God is the one who's going to care for us? Children with a good mother will run to their mother when they have trouble because the mother is, they know cares or the father cares for them. But if we really know God as the one who cares in this way, then we will run to him and we will be comforted because we can trust that he is the God who comforts. So this is my final slide now. I'm going to end with this. Can you take in these truths? And each of these three points I've summarized with just a, an extract from the verses that I've read to you about mother language that God uses of himself towards us. The first is the God who sees you. <clears throat> you are a God of seeing. For she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. And it's like the seeing goes both ways. I've seen that you see me. The God who sees you, the God who's watching, the God who notices. Can you take that in? That God is watching you. That if you're a follower of Jesus, if you put your trust in him, then you have this new relationship with him. Of course, this is applying here to those who trusted Jesus, to their savior, because that is what brings us into his family. And so if you're not a follower of Jesus, then you're invited to come and put your trust in him, to make him your Lord, and you'll be adopted into the family of God. And all of these promises will be yours. So that's the God who sees you, the God who hears you. And my extract is, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The God who hears us when we cry. You know, the reason why some people don't pray very much is because they don't really think that God is listening. Uh, 
And if we really think God is listening, then of course we will pray, we will cry to him. And my last point is this for you to take in. God cares for you. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Isn't that wonderful? Like, just as I'm reading that last verse, it's touching me very deeply. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Wow, God, I am just so deeply touched by this message today that uh, just going through these verses has been so profound for me. I mean, most of the verses I knew already, but to see them together and to feel this love from my God, who represents himself here in mother language. I am so deeply touched by this, and I hope you are as well. And I trust that you can take these words home to you. If you're a mother today, then this is honors you because God is using mother language and you are being godlike when you show these kind of things to your children. You're actually being godlike. You're actually reflecting God when you do this. What an honor to do this. Uh, And for all of us, let's just take in these amazing reflections of God in the language of motherhood this morning. Let's pray. God, we thank you for these images that you've given us today. We thank you for the depth of your care for us, that you see us. You see us deeply. You see what's going in us. You see our hearts. You hear us when we cry to you. And you care about us. You care about us as a mother cares about the baby. In fact, more so, you say. Lord, we thank you. Help us to take it in, in Jesus' name. Amen.